Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for E-Commerce Ask the Experts. Our weekly podcast and video show offers e-commerce platform store owners, store developers, app providers, investors, and marketing agencies. Insights from discussions with marketing and e-commerce experts. Grow faster with tips, tricks, and proven strategies. And learn what's new in e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for e-commerce. Ask the experts. I'm Marissa Morgan. I'm today's show host. I'm also the business development manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, welcome to today's show. Today's topic is how to substantially increase your revenue by simply reworking your marketing strategy. Sounds easy, right? Well, our guest is an award-winning e-commerce entrepreneur, founder, and a keynote speaker. I should say a highly desired keynote speaker who just shared his travel schedule with me. And he is from Berlin to Austin, Texas. He's speaking all over the globe in the next coming months. So we're very privileged to have him here to join us for today's show. We'll bring on our guest in just a moment. But of course, before I dive into today's show, a quick mention from our sponsor, Engage. If you didn't know, great news, Engage has just recently launched this year in 2022 SMS messaging for Shopify stores. It is an app that allows you to use SMS messaging and that technology to connect with your customers and your prospects where they are. And of course, that is on their cell phone or mobile device. You can check out more on how to use this app and how to get a free 45-day 5,000 message free trial by visiting www.engage, that's N-G-A-G-G-E.com and take it for a free test drive. What are the benefits to SMS messaging and SMS marketing? Well, right now, it has been determined that SMS messages have about a 98% open rate compared to email, which, which is sitting at about 20%. With SMS messaging, you can also segment your customer lists. You can create automated campaigns. You can let your customers know when they've left an item in a cart and they haven't checked out. And you can let them know when you have a sale going on, all literally at your fingertips with the Engage SMS for Shopify store app. So check that out, engage.com, and take it for a free 45-day test drive. If you are not using SMS messaging and SMS marketing right now in your marketing campaign, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. So make sure you check us out. All right, I'm excited to introduce you to today's special guest. He is joining us from New York, New York, tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. I'm a Connecticut girl at heart. So welcome, Alex Mellon. He is an award-winning entrepreneur and keynote speaker. If you don't know who Alex is, you need to, because he is the founder of a web hosting company, T35 Hosting, founded in 1997. So he's been in the business a minute, and he's also the co-founder of an advertising agency called Smart Sites, which was founded in 2011. Smart Sites, this is impressive, now manages $100 million a year in advertising spend and has offices with over 300 employees spread over six offices. That's impressive. Smart Sites has been featured in the Inc. 5000 for six 
consecutive years as one of the fastest growing digital agencies. And Alex himself has been featured in Business Week's top 25 entrepreneurs and a few, you know, small publications like Bloomberg, Forbes, NPR, and much more. Fun fact about Alex. I don't know. Let's hear one. Alex, welcome to today's show. Thank you so much for being our guest expert. You've got quite the experience in digital marketing and e-commerce. But before we dive into that, any fun facts or hobbies or something interesting about yourself that you'd like to share with our audience? Thank you for the intro. Um, I was actually trying to think of one as as you were going through the intro, so I couldn't I couldn't come up with much. Um, I guess there's uh, the one the one that that gets brought up often now. So I wasn't actually born in the U.S. I was born in Kiev, Ukraine, which gets brought up now a lot of the because of the war going on there. But that's yeah. that's that's only that's the only fact I could come up with on on the spot like that. <laughs> Oh, well, that is an interesting fact because, yeah. you know, our app right now is 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 hot. It's growing. U.S.-based companies are definitely hopping on board the SMS marketing, you know, experience because we all know we're on our mobile devices all the time. But occasionally yeah. we do bring guests on our show from overseas as well. So that is interesting. Now, do you still have family that you communicate with in the Ukraine? No, not too much. All my family moved over here. So my family moved over as the USSR was uh, breaking apart in 1990, 1991. So I've been, been here for, for a very long time. But uh, technically, uh, immigrant. My kids are first generation, so I, I can't even become president if I wanted to. So obviously, I have some li- limitations as an immigrant in the United States, but trying to do my best. Well, and you're bringing a lot of value to companies, your clients all across uh, the board, um, not only with what Smart Sites does, but obviously with your speaking engagement. So mm-hmm. you're going to speak with us today on the topic of you know increasing your revenue by reworking your marketing strategy, the importance of importance of an omni-channel approach. And before we get into that topic, can you share with our audience just a little bit more about what you do for your clients at Smart Sites? Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're, we're a full service digital agency. So we do, uh, we make websites and then we do SEO, pay-per-click uh, and really all types of digital marketing. So um, stuff that's super, super important these days. So when, when we started in 2011, uh, what's ironic is even then it felt a little bit late to me. It felt like everyone's already on the internet and everyone's already doing marketing, right? But it's crazy how far we've come and how much further uh, the pandemic has accelerated the, the importance of digital. So um, our job, and it's been our job since the beginning, is to really help our customers succeed on the internet, uh, and whether that involves getting them on the internet or I- increasing their presence on the internet, either way, our job is to really partner uh, with our with our clients and help them succeed succeed digitally. And it's crazy how important that's become uh, in the last couple of years, even more so than five six years ago. It is crazy, and I think the yeah. pandemic. I mean, we've we've had guests on our show that have shared. You know, we were going at this rate, and with the pandemic, we're now kind of moving at this yeah. rate, and just how fast things are changing, and and how it was going to go that direction anyway. But how a lot of businesses kind of had the rug pulled out from under them because they had going digital, they had you know getting on an uh, e-commerce platform like Shopify, they had these things like in in the in the distant future of of their marketing plans but as we all learned with all the changes that have happened over the last 2 to 3 years now a lot of e-commerce businesses didn't have a choice but to to make these changes and and really uh jump into digital and jump into the more e-commerce uh 
based world. So I think there's no time like the present and congrats to all of your success at smart sites, no time like the present. And uh, you're not too late if you're doing it. So I'm excited to uh, learn a little bit about what you've helped your clients to achieve. And uh, let's dive into today's topic. You know, we're talking about how to scale e-commerce with omni-channel marketing, how you can rework your marketing plan to increase your revenue and just to give those of you watching our show, of course, we are a podcast. We also are a video show. To give you guys an idea of what Alex is going to cover today during our talk, we put together this nice short outline. We're going to talk about the importance of the correct marketing strategy this year and beyond. Alex will also share the proper implementation of PPC, pay-per-click. We'll learn about SEO strategies for e-commerce, and then we'll talk about what lies ahead for e-commerce in the coming years. Seems like a huge, huge undertaking to cover all of these things, Alex. And I know as a coveted, highly coveted speaker, you're, you're, you're going to knock this out of the park, but we got about 30 minutes together. So let's dive into the importance of choosing the correct marketing strategy. Where do we even start and, and what's the big question your clients are asking you, right, when they come to you for help in this in this area, the marketing strategy area? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, marketing strategy has become super, super important and will only become more and more important. Um, as you were mentioning, the, and I'm sure others have talked about, the penetration of e-commerce, right, has jumped because of COVID. So we were at the chart in front of me on my other screen, actually, I presented it at uh, Meet Magenta last month. Um, it was going like linearly and then went like like that, right? Um, so that's good, right? For anyone doing e-commerce. Uh, the flip side of that is as, there, as more and more people are buying online, things are happening online, everything's moving digitally, um, the entire space has become a lot more competitive. So I have a similar chart to that showing the cost uh, to advertise to get one visitor to your website over, I think I have the charts since 2016, but it's been increasing, increasing the entire time. And it also jumped during COVID. So uh, while the opportunity has increased, I think the challenges have increased as well. And we now are getting to a point that so many people are competing for that visitor, for that purchase online, that you really have to be doing everything correctly. You can't just say, oh, I'll just do SEO or I'll just do pay-per-click or I'll just do CRO. Um, or I won't follow up with my customers at all, right? If your e-commerce business, that's similar to the, the introduction you gave with your guys' product with the with the SMS stuff, right? If you're a business that's not doing any SMS at all, you're really disadvantaged against someone who is. Um, if you're a business that's not doing um, optimizations throughout your entire funnel or you're not doing remarketing, uh, literally leaving off any single piece of this overall marketing strategy, you're at a huge, huge disadvantage. And people who are doing it can afford to pay more for that click, pay for, uh, afford to pay more for that visitor because they could more likely convert them or have them buy more, have them bigger lifetime value. So as we move into the 2023, it's crazy to say almost in 2023, um, you really have to have a very succinct plan. Um, your messaging has to be very succinct and very it, 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 the same across platforms while at the same time tailored to each platform, if that makes sense. Um, tailored to how the consumer is consuming that media on that platform, but the messaging itself has to be the same, right? If you run a promotion for 20% off and they land on your website and it says 15% off, uh, you probably just lost that customer. So um, all of those pieces have become so, so important that five years ago, 10 years ago, they really weren't. Um, and uh, consumers were more tolerant 
of uh, those kind of things, right? Uh, the coupons are matching or not working or pricing, or like I saw this price, but then you check out and it's a different price. Um, there was a lot more tolerance than there is today. So um, if, if there's one, and I know we still have 25 minutes, but if there's <laughs> one major takeaway, uh, more so than anything else we talk about today, is that you really have to uh, think of it as a marketing strategy and not just, though, I sell product and then sometimes I'll do some pay-per-click ads. Um, even if you're getting by today, you won't be tomorrow. That's a, that's a really interesting uh, kind of point you made there. You're not just selling products and kind of cherry picking, hey, I'm going to try this this month. Hey, I'm going to try this this month. Or, hey, so-and-so is doing this. Or, oh, hey, I should probably send some texts today. It's all about the strategy, right? The word strategy. Correct. And I think you brought up a good point too. It's all about being consistent because there are so many big, big corporations out there that can't afford to be consistent. They can, there's the Amazons, there's the targets, yes. there's the Walmarts, and they've got it down to a science with shipping and everything. Um, so if you want to even try to compete, if you even want to, you know, not only gain customers, but maintain those customers and create loyal customers. Consistency is so important and being able to deliver on, on the promises that you're making, whether that's in sure. the shipping experience or that is the, the uh, sure. shopping experience where they're on your website or whether that is doing something like using a, a, a discount code. It makes a lot of sense. For sure. And like, like you said, consistency, that that's a good one to call out. Uh, and it should yeah. be throughout the entire ex consumer experience from the first time they see your marketing to when they receive the product in the mail, right? If, if your email marketing that they receive is, is, uh, is uh, red in color, like everything is a red theme and they land to your website and it's blue themed, right? You don't want to have even those kind of small mm. inconsistencies. You really want to mm. throw out and shipping is a good one too. Um, at Meet Magento last month, there was, there was a hot topic where, uh, a lot of uh, there were two two sessions I attended on shipping where it's not even it's not even shipping taking too long right that's its own issue consumers are so trained by Amazon to expect two day shipping uh, but that that uh, that when they did a lot of studies that actually isn't the biggest pain point the biggest pain point has been incorrect and inconsistent shipping time so if a consumer on checkout selects three to five day shipping. But they, you, you don't make it clear that there's also four, four day handling time or something like that. And they get yes. the item like two weeks later. That's the biggest pain point. Not necessarily that the consumer expects it in 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 a day or two days, which is also a pain point. But and and that three to five day shipping. Well, does that include the weekends? Is that three to five business days? Like that's something I know I've experienced. For sure, that's also a big one. That's that's uh, that's uh, the the speaker uh, the, the the speaker who presented was was also like this is what the consumer sees if they order on a Friday. It's actually arriving on a Thursday, right? If they because the weekends aren't clear, um, for sure. It's all the everything has to align. And and I like the word you pointed out, strategic. I think everything has to be strategic. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm I'm surprised it still happens, but a lot of these things are gut decision based, and it, it's been for a while. But um, I think in this day and age, you can't get away with gut decisions and and spontaneous spontaneous decisions. Let's send a SMS messaging campaign today, right? It has to be like, oh, the holiday's coming up. We're going to have a holiday promotion. It has to be this amount of days before. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be strategic. And I, I think you just, with the cost of advertising going up, um, I think if you've been able to get away with not being strategic, you won't for long. <laughs> 
You know, that's interesting. You brought up the importance of being strategic with SMS because when we talk about getting a customer and we talk about how many touch points you have to have before a customer will make a purchase, you know, some products can be as many as 60 touch points before someone actually purchases. But I think you need to have that mentality too when it comes to even just your SMS campaigns. Just because you put together a campaign that's going to blast out and SMS messages and SMS messages to you know all your customers for a sale, right? And you're working backwards, going, okay, if someone were to order, no matter what, with handling and shipping, it's going to take a week to get them their order, and we want them to get their order a week before the holiday. So let's do the SMS message two weeks prior. You need to remember too, not everybody's going to act on that first SMS message. They may need to be message two or three times before they say, shoot, you know what? I am going to take advantage of this extra 15% off. So sure. that's something to be um, very, very uh, cognizant about as well. For sure. Definitely most won't respond, uh, respond on the first message. Um, most uh, consumers now have multiple touch points uh, with your brand, with your company, with your website. In the latest data, it was like six to ten touch points. So it's it's the SMS. It's it's a, it's the it's the SMS message. At the same time, your website matches that messaging. The remarketing matches that messaging. The 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 email marketing you do mat matches that messaging. It's uh, for sure everything has to be uh, strategic, consistent um and really thought out i don't know if you heard but my dog agreed my dog <laughs> sounded like it <laughs> right oh man uh love working from home which is actually something i do love and that's something to keep in uh keep in keep in mind too when you're marketing and you're putting together your marketing strategy so many people are at home they're able to work they're able to like take these like dive off and like take a lunch break and be online and be able to do some shopping here or there and be able to pop things in their cart and then dive back into work and go revisit that later so i think the online e-commerce world is booming more than ever before we know this so let's talk about Proper PPC, that's pay-per-click implementation. Click, yeah. What do we need to know about the right way to do PPC? <laughs> um, so similarly to our general uh, discussion, the cost uh, for pay-per-click advertising, and let's, let's, let's use Google since everything's in, in the U.S. at least is very Google-centric, um, has increased uh, dramatically. And even for our own marketing at Smart Sites, we spend... Three hundred thousand a month on our own marketing on Google, right? And I know that every year it'll get more expensive. I know that this year it's costing me X amount per click. I know next year it'll cost more, and that's been the story forever, right? The reason that happens is more and more people get into it. Even when you think, oh, everyone's already doing digital uh, and 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 is on Google, there's more and more it goes on, and Google's obviously an auction system, so it goes up. So uh, with that with that in mind, with it already going up every year, right? Um, you have to be more effective um, every single year, pretty much, right? Uh, to be able to get the same ROI. Or um, uh, typically, ROI is a trade off with volume as well. So, just you have to balance those things. But um, similarly to our general conversation, there's really no room for error anymore. Uh, where before I've seen people run uh, e-commerce campaigns without any conversions and tracking any conversions, right? They would just pay for the click. They'd let the campaign run. They would just set it to automatic same price for every click and just let it run. Um, you just can't do that anymore, right? Everything has to be data centric, conversion centric, centric. You need to be recording all your conversions 
You have to have them all feed into Google. You have to make sure you have the machine learning on, right? Um, even even small things like five, six, seven, eight, even 10 years ago when, when Google Shopping, by the way, has been out for 10 years now. I think it just hit 10 years. Uh, even let's say 10 years ago, um, a lot of things were really gut field based. Like you would say, you would, you would go to optimize your uh, pay-per-click campaign. You would say, I know I do better on the weekends. I'm going to bid higher on the weekends. And Google mm -hmm. allows these kind of bid adjustments. Or you would say, I know people with a mobile device uh, spend more, so I'm going to bid higher for, for that person. Um, I know that this these times of the day I do worse, so I'm going to bid less for that. You'd be able to make these adjustments. And typically people would do it quarterly. If you're lucky, you would do it monthly. Uh, but those kind of things are not going to get you far these days. Uh, everything has to be really uh, real time. It has to be data driven. It can be, I feel like the weekend does better, right? Uh, by feeding in all the, Google, the data to Google, you actually allow Google to do what's called auction time bidding. So between the time someone types into uh, a, a search uh, and they hit the search button to, to get the results, between the time they hit that and they get the results, Google can on the fly adjust your bidding for that search term based on not gut feel adjustments, but all the data. So Google knows that not only is someone on a desktop more likely to convert, they know that males are more likely to convert between 3 and 7 p.m. when coming from a desktop, when coming from this state. And automatically, they in real time, you bid higher for that person and lower for someone else who is less likely to convert. Um, that's, that's at this point is a, is a no brainer without it. You're, you're just not going to be competitive. Um, so for sure, things like that, um, testing is very important. I know a lot of people, um, get overly reliant on Google's machine learning and just let it run, right? Check their account like every couple of months. Um, that doesn't work anymore. You always have to be testing. You always have to be experimenting, um, with Google's machine learning and Google's tools that they've rolled out, um, it it creates creates some false sense of of uh, of like Google can, Google can take care of this, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I think it, it, if anything, it, it creates the opportunity to add the strategic uh, approach to it. So you, as the agency or the business owner, whoever manages the Google Ads account is now instead of uh, doing data entry and putting in these manual bid adjustments and everything, your role is now more strategic. Your role is about testing things. Um, it, it's it, a lot of things that haven't really been done in Google in the past uh, become much more important. You kind of let Google's machine learning do its thing, but you have to continue to test new campaigns, new ad copy, new offers. Um, if you run the same ads, 12 months out of the year in e-commerce, you're not going to succeed anymore. Um, it's it's obviously e-commerce itself is very uh, seasonal and very offer centric. Mm -hmm. um, if you are running regular, regular uh, ads for your e-commerce products during Black Friday, Cyber Monday without any sale, no one's going to buy them regardless of what the price is, right? Even if you if you decide to sell something for 99 cents, if you don't present it as an offer or sale, people are just so conditioned during that time, they'll not buy it. Um, so there's a lot more, again, we come back to being strategic. There's a lot more uh, strategic inputs that need to be placed into uh, Google Ads and your pay-per-click strategy than, than ever before. Wow, that was a Sorry, lot that of was, information. Sorry, that, that was a lot, no. a lot of talking. <laughs> no, no, it was a lot of information, but... Uh... You know, just my takeaway, my takeaway from it is so simple. 
Google doesn't pay your bills. So why would you put all your faith and trust that just set it and forget it with Google will work? Because obviously that's not the way it's set up to be. And you can't have a false sense of security just because you are doing PPC and you do have to. We talk a lot about A-B testing. We talk a lot about, uh, you know, comparing what this looks like and, and how many clicks you get or how long they stay on the page or how far down they get or where they're leaving. And there's just a lot to be said about uh, putting in the time, the energy and the data um, when you decide to create these campaigns. I mean, it makes total sense. And yeah. and obviously, we're going to share your, your contact information in a few minutes when we wrap up our talk. But this is something that your company can help somebody sure. to do. Like it can For sound sure. kind of scary and it can sound overwhelming, especially if you don't feel like you're a tech person. So don't feel like it has to be that way because there are agencies like Alex's that can help you and do it for you, really. Yeah, for sure. And I encourage um, during during the speaking sessions I do um, and everything, all my speaking and, and this obviously this chat we're having is all educational. I'm not, no one's forced to come call me and use my agency, but uh, I would encourage uh, businesses to work with an agency in general. Um, I think, I think it's super, super important because as a business owner or a business executive, um, that value add you add to the business is doing the business, right? It's mm -hmm. not learning the latest Google ads extensions, right? Um, and then of the day, even if you are a marketing person within your business, um, it's very hard as a marketing person to be a full digital um, agency pretty much, right? Because in today's world, you have to optimize your website. So you have to be a front end developer. You have to be doing SEO, which we'll get into next. You have to be doing pay-per-click. You have to be doing social media. You have to be doing SMS. You have to be doing email marketing. <laughs> um, even if you are not a, if you're, even if you're not the owner and you're the marketing manager for the company, there's no single marketing manager in the world that could be all those things at the same time. That's right. That's right. And one thing that we've talked about during our series many times is, especially as a founder, right, uh, or the CEO or the, you know, creator of a brand, you need to focus on what you do the best and you need to outsource the rest. That's Absolutely. the only way you're going to grow, the only Absolutely. way you're going to scale. And I feel like that's a safe way to make mistakes because you have a team on board with you that that knows what they're doing. And so if mistakes are made or things need to be tweaked, I feel like you're going to find those things as you go much more quickly than if you try the set it and forget it mentality or say, oh, I'm just going to yeah. put this out there and let it roll yeah. for a year. We'll see how we do this year, you know? So. For sure. For sure. And uh, as I talked to a lot of uh, small business owners at, at a lot of these conferences and events, uh, the way I like to frame it is I'd, I'd like for them to think about what their value add is at their company, right? As an owner, what is your value add? Very rarely is your value add going to be learning about the latest Google ads tricks or the latest uh, SEO or algorithm changes. So uh, what you should be spending and not just related to marketing, right? Anything you do for your company, you have to think about where your value add is and where your time is the most valuable, where you add the most to your business and really minimize the, the time you spend on things that don't add value. 100%. Nicely said. Nicely said. <laughs> 
Well, I'll let you take a sip of water, refresh, and we will get into talking about SEO strategies for e-commerce. Now, this is a topic we've covered a few times over the last year and a half of our series, but things are always changing. Um, new strategies obviously evolve as people's needs are evolving. And obviously the world of e-commerce is changing. I'm, I'm sure there's some things that stay constant, but what changes are you seeing and what are, what are the tips that you would you know, want to share with our audience in regards to SEO yeah. strategies. So good, good question. And we're, we're covering so much today. I think literally the, the four bullet points we had is a, is a one hour speaking session each, but we'll, we'll, we'll get through the highlights. Uh, this will be a good session for people to listen through to get. This is a good mini session. And then yes, we can have yes. you back and really yeah. dig deeper into each yeah. of these It's topics. It's four, four hours of content in, in 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Um, so SEO is interesting. So SEO uh, has two components, and I'm actually in process of writing a book on, on SEO that's going to be out hopefully hopefully Q1. Um, SEO has been interesting. So SEO has really broken up into two parts, uh, Google Maps and the organic listings below it. If you have a physical store and you do e-commerce, both become super, super important, right? Um, if you don't have a physical store, just the local results become a lot more important. And the ranking signals for both of them are actually very different. For the Google Maps, the Google Business Pro, Google My Business, which is now renamed to not be Google My Business, uh, is the most important, has become more and more important every single year. It makes up something like a third of the ranking signal of literally ranking on Google Maps. Uh, number two is reviews. Uh, reviews are super, super important on Google Maps. Most people don't realize, but the content of your reviews are used in your ranking. So if, let's say you're a coffee shop and you want to come up with people search Colombian coffee shops, right? Uh, if people in the reviews say, I, I, love the I love the Colombian coffee in this coffee shop, you'll actually rank for Colombian coffee shops based on the review content. So those, those for, for the Google Maps listing, those continue to be the number one, number two, most important ranking factor, followed by, uh, followed by links and content. For the organic listings below it, which if, if, you, um, if you don't have a physical location, that's the most important. Uh, links and content are number one, number two. I don't know if I have the slides out in front of me, but they represent something like 60 to 70% of what determines how well you rank. So links and content are uh, links, obviously, is other websites linking to you. So you want authoritative, relevant websites to link to you. Uh, Google continues to pretty much be a popularity contest. Uh, Google determines how well something ranks by how authoritative it is. And it determines how authoritative something is by how many other authoritative websites link to you. So a good example is you have such a popular product that CNN, Fox News, everyone picks it up and writes about it. Those sites are super authoritative. They link to you by linking to you. It tells Google that your product's important and you rank higher. So that's links. Links are super important and often, often, often get neglected. The other piece is content. So content's your ability. Uh, Content is your is your uh, we could say ability is is uh, gives you the ability to come up in uh, in search results. So if someone if you sell let's say if you sell socks right and someone searches for holiday socks and you don't have a page for holiday socks you'll never come up in uh, organic search results. So every piece of content gives you an opportunity to show up in search results. Uh, E-commerce specifically, I feel like SEO gets very neglected, especially if you don't have a physical location, you don't have to worry about Google Maps listing, uh, as opposed to a regular website, which gets a lot of their business from, from SEO and ranking SEO, and that's how people find you. E-commerce, uh, for whatever reason, it gets, it gets neglected. Very few people work on their links. 
Uh, very few people work on content. I see blogs being popular, right? It's been, I think SEO has been, especially for e-commerce, it's been pushed. You need to have a blog. You need to create blog content. Uh, but outside of blog content, there's a lot of other really important things you could do. Uh, in e-commerce, one of the most popular things you could do is actually your category pages. Hmm. Um, and you hmm. could control, you could create category pages around what people search for. So let's go back to our example. And I apologize, I, I talk very quick. So I'm, I'm going to continue talking very quick uh, just to, so everyone gets all the information and gets all these tidbits. But uh, for, so for categories, you, you literally, your sock story sells socks, you sell white and black socks, let's say, right? Um, if you create a page that literally says Father's Day socks, that's your category in the menu, it's drop down Father's Day socks, right? On that page, you have to put some unique content for Google to actually rank it. It can't just be the socks. Put in some unique content and you literally create just some combination of the socks you already sell. When someone searches socks for Father's Day around Father's Day, your organic listing is gonna come up because you created that piece of content given websites linked to you and whatnot. Uh, but those category pages let you literally uh, create content based around what people search and give you a lot of control over coming up for, for things that you wouldn't have otherwise, right? And you could, you could go, sky's the limit with this, right? You could create uh, the rainbow sock collection, right? You could create the uh, red, white, and blue sock collection, right, for July 4th. Um, and literally you could create these category pages based on you go and go, there's a lot of great tools to check. Uh, go and see what people actually search. What are people in your industry searching for when, like, right? Uh, people gift socks. It's a very popular gift, birthdays, holidays, Christmas, right? So you create the Christmas collection, right? So you literally create these categories around search behavior. And it's not your typical blog posts about, mm -hmm. about uh, I don't know, uh, the leaves falling in the fall, right? Um, it's, it's very bottom of the funnel. Um, and you really, as soon as people search and click that, they see your Father's Day socks collection, right? They search for it, they click it. At that point, it's all about your price and your shopping experience. So um, SEO has been super, super powerful and very, very underutilized in e-commerce. That last, uh, what do you call it? What kind of page do you call that page? Ca call category. It? Category, category page. page. Those so it's literally been... like in your drop down. You could create yeah, like literally a shame have... the navigation. They have proven to be very successful. We had a guest who who uh, had a supplement company, multi-million dollar supplement company. And that is one of the tips he shared with us that helped him to be so successful because you can tie into what people are searching for. They yes. see exactly what they want. And then you can even tie in and use some of the other, you know, tips and tricks like, uh, you know, if they don't click and choose to purchase, you can offer them, okay, well, we're going to give you another $10 off. Like you can create another offer, like right on that sure. page. Should somebody say, nah, I'm not interested. So once you get something. that visitor, um, you could do so much with that. Right. And that's organic yeah. visitor you got for free. Then you remarket them and remarket to them. Right. Uh, you have them sign up for your newsletter or something, email market to them. Right. It's, it's all about getting them the initial visitor and then obviously following up with them. But for sure, I, I I know a lot of people talk about it, uh, the categories and e-commerce SEO in general. But out of old and, and for us smart sites, we're we're industry agnostic. We have, uh, we have thousands of clients. We have, like you said, over three hundred employees. So we we work in every industry. Uh, e-commerce, for whatever reason, does some of the least amount of SEO. Yeah, and it should do more. It should do more. Yeah, it has sure. it has a proven track record at being successful, yeah. especially when someone puts into play some of the insights you've shared with us today. Yeah.
Well, we just have a few moments left. I'm going to share your contact information in a moment, but let's wrap up our time together with with any thoughts you have for what we should expect to see in e-commerce in the next, let's say, 12 months. What are the changes you you see coming for us? Yeah, good question. So um, I I think uh, it'll continue to grow, right? We had the big jump because of COVID. It kind of leveled off, but I think it'll return to its growth and it'll continue to grow. There's still huge, huge upside. Um, Businesses that have not gotten into it yet should certainly consider it. Um, We're definitely nowhere near the peak. Um, In terms of industry trends, what I'm seeing is obviously there's new advertising channels popping up left and right. You have mm-hmm. things like TikTok and mm-hmm. uh, what can I say, emerging platforms. They'll continue to be emerging platforms. So you always have to be, um, at the very least, cognizant of uh, where the eyeballs are. Because at the end of the day, your advertising dollars should match where the attention is. Mm-hmm. Um, you should always be experimenting. Um, in terms of overall holistic e-commerce trends, uh, it's been interesting to see how, because of COVID, and now everyone's at home. Our our U.S. all our U.S. employees uh, work from home now. No one wants to go. In. We have the office. No one wants to go in. Right. <laughs> uh, we're both sitting at home right now. So yeah. that created a very interesting uh, phenomenon where the house, the home, has become much much more important. So uh, everything has become really home centric. Uh, people are spending more money to improve their home. They're buying more things for their home that they didn't before. Uh, they're spending more time at home, obviously. They're um, ordering groceries to their house a lot more often because they're not at, at work by the grocery store and they are at home and it's just so much easier. So um, for for anyone uh, with a product that makes sense for anyone thinking about which products to create, I think um, the home is going to continue to be super, super important for everyone as we kind of, uh, I, I know some companies are going back to work, right? But overall, I think as a, as a country, as a society, I think uh, much more people will now be working from home than pre-COVID, no question, right? Um, I think this I, saying can be changed instead of home is where the heart is, home <laughs> is now where your office is, really. And where and everything it's is. It's and true. Where, it's, where, it's, it's your it's, sanctuary. 100%. And now it's everything is because yeah. before at the office, you would do certain things like during lunch, you would go to a gym or at lunch, you would go to to do grocery shopping. All mm-hmm. of that now is wrapped into your home. So it's uh, you just have to be uh, uh, cognizant of that with everything you do, that your consumer is no longer sitting in an office or in most cases is not. Um, and just think of how that applies. Well, I want to share with our audience how they can connect with you because I do feel like we just hit the tip of the iceberg during today's <laughs> podcast. And I know that you are a, like I said, a highly coveted speaker. You share a lot of inf- information and your agency is doing some wonderful things to help your clients to grow and scale. So if our audience wants to connect with you, they can do that on LinkedIn, correct? Yes. You guys you guys can search Alex Mellon. It's A-L-E-X-M-E-L-E-N. Alex Mellon on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect with him there. Leave him a note if you do. I always suggest that. But you can also find out more on how to connect with Alex on all of his channels, LinkedIn, social, website. He has his own website. It's www.alexmellon.com. That's A-L-E-X-M-E-L-E-N. And then last but not least, of course, Check out Smart Sites. Learn more about what Alex's company is doing for its clients, helping them to grow, as we mentioned, increase their revenue, grow, scale with this omni-channel approach. And, you know, really, I just love, like, the one thing you said that just really strikes a chord with me is, like you said, if somebody's 
the founder of a company or, you know, the creator of a brand, their job is not to learn like the newest ways to get ahead and Google ads. That's what they're supposed to hire somebody like you for. So I want to encourage our audience to reach out to you if they have any interest in hiring your digital marketing agency or award-winning digital marketing agency, or if they need help with a few of the things that we've talked about today. I know this was a a quick show for you, a quick talk. As I mentioned, you're used to doing uh, longer presentations, but I think this was a great way to introduce you to our audience. And, you know, I think having you back in the future to really dig deep into some of these uh, topics that you shared would absolutely benefit our audience. So if you're welcome to that, I'd love to have you back in the future for another Perfect. episode. Perfect. Thank you so much. Awesome. Alex, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and you sharing your insights with our audience. Thank you. What a wonderful guest, a very insightful guest with so many awards and credits, not only to his name, but also to his company's name as well. Check him out. His name is Alex Mellon with Smart Sites. You can find out more about what his company does at www.smartsites.com. Again, find out ways to grow and scale your business using an omni-channel and very strategic marketing approach but make sure you're doing the right things. And somebody like Alex at Smart Sites can help you determine that and put you on the path to success. I'm Marissa Morgan, your host for Digital Marketing Intelligence for e-commerce. Thank you for joining us. And Alex, thank you for being our guest expert. I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Until then, have a great day, everybody. And we'll see you soon. Take care.